You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's Behave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Valentine's Day is approaching. Now, time for all you listeners to fess up. Raise your right paw if you plan to celebrate by buying a card, special treat, or other gift for your dog, cat, or other precious pet. You know, many of us feel like it's Valentine's Day 365 days a year thanks to sharing our homes with our lovable pets. Now, we weren't able to book Cupid on our Valentine's Day themed show today, but we've come doggone close. Our special guest today is a pet humane educator, an award-winning children's book author, and proud pet parent to her, what I call, Magnificent Seven, six dogs and one cat, all rescues, and she's planning a huge event in South Florida to celebrate the purest type of love, puppy love. I want us all to give pause and applause to a pet's best friend, the possum, Karen Roberts. Welcome to the show, Karen. Hi, Arden. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, you know, every day, Karen, you are on a mission to bring out the best in pets and their people, and we're going to find out more about what Karen is up to after we pay for this show by taking a commercial break. So you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Oh, behave. We'll be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. 
Our special guest today hails from Palm Beach County, Florida, and she shares her home with seven rescued pets. She's on a mission to reach people of all ages and educate them on the many benefits. Yeah, I hear you, baby. You got some backup singers there, Karen. Which one is that? (laughs) That was Tucker. Tucker! Tucker's in the house! Okay, now you're on a mission, as well as Tucker, to help people of all ages know about the many, many benefits rescue pets unleash on us. And this is a gal that really knows how to celebrate Valentine's Day in a tail-wagging way. I'm really, really delighted that you could be on our show, Karen. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Arden. It's, It's wonderful to be with you. All right, so let's get started. If any of you are fortunate to live in Palm Beach County or any of the counties surrounding and have a lovable, well-mannered mutt or dog, Karen's got a thing happening on February 15th. It's a Valentine's Day brunch. So let's just talk a little bit about this, what that's all about, and then we'll get into some other stuff, Karen. What's happening on February 15th and why should people bring their good dogs there? Yeah, great. Thanks, Arden. Yes, we are going to be at... Darbster at their Boca location. Darbster is a fantastic restaurant that offers wonderful vegan, delicious vegan food, which I think is wonderful to support. I am a vegan myself. So the main focus behind Darbster is the the restaurant itself was named after the owner's dog, Darbster, and they have since developed the Darbster Foundation. And we're having our event there with adoptables from Get a Life Pet Rescue and I will be selling my books for kids that promote animal kindness, and I'll also have T-shirts for sale as well. All right. So to get their hands on it, they need to call Darpster to make a reservation. Is that the best way to do it, the Boca location? Yeah, they can make a reservation or just come on by. Uh, We'll be there from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. They have a fabulous brunch menu. Again, all vegan options that are just beyond delicious. And we'll have some of the most adorable little dogs looking for homes. So come on down and adopt some love at Darbster on February 15th at their Boca location. That sounds great. But you're not just stuck in Palm Beach County. Your message of animal kindness is going all over the globe. So I need people to get an understanding of what you're all about. So let's go backtrack. You grew up in a home and you basically pled with your parents to get you a dog. And oh, yeah. Every single story I wrote in school was about the dog <laughs> I was going to have. Um, and my parents were starting to get embarrassed by, you know, the constant barrage of stories that were coming home from teachers about how I was not allowed to have a dog. So oh. they finally broke down in third grade. I was able to get my first dog. It was a Karen Terrier named Scruffy. Okay, I'm just thinking, you know, kids at that age have great imaginations and they have imaginary friends, but you were savvy enough to know how to wear down your parents. Uh, Kudos. And what was Scruffy like? Oh, Scruffy was a typical terrier. He was just (laughs) an, an absolute holy terror. You know, he... He just owned the yard, chased the squirrels. He would sit on squirrel patrol all day long waiting for them to run by on the wires and bark and make all kinds of ruckus. But he was a wonderful family pet, and um, we took very few family vacations after he came into our life because we never wanted to leave him. Yeah, see, he won over your mom and dad, didn't he? He, oh, he sure did. He was supposed to be my dog, but he ended up sleeping, you know, in my parents' bed with them. And that's a smart you know how dog. That goes. 
Yeah. But you but you had a, a very good connection with your mom and dad and out of sometimes out of some bad things in life or negatives, some things good happen. So what happened, you know, I guess in 2011, because I think it is what really inspired you to do what you do, to run this website, The Little Blue Dog, to be a humane educator, to be a book author and have a full-time job. So tell the listeners about what happened. Yes, I had, yes, I had, you know, something sort of catastrophic happen in my life. We all lose our parents. Um, I ended up losing both my parents to cancer in one year. My mom was diagnosed and in the middle of treatment for with chemo and radiation and then my dad was diagnosed right in the middle of that and passed away three days after his diagnosis. And then we lost my mom just about a year after my dad passed away. So it was a very destabilizing, shocking time for me. It was really the first time I had experienced anything like that. And after my, my mom passed, it was you know a lot of grief and a lot of pain and a lot of sort of confusion about, well, who am I if I'm not their daughter? I just didn't realize how wrapped up my life was in theirs until they were gone. And I just felt this overwhelming need to do something positive and to find a way to give back. And I ended up at the shelter and adopted my little dog, Louie, who is the little blue dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Louie, let's get the 411 on Louie. And take us back to that day when you, where the shelter was and what made you say he's the one. Well, I'm really proud of where I adopted from. You know, I was at the time I was living in just north of Boston. We don't have a big problem in Boston like we do here in Florida with homeless pets. So there's a fantastic shelter called the Northeast Animal Shelter in Salem, Massachusetts, which is just north of Boston. And like three quarters of their adoptable pets come from around the country. Wow. So, yeah, so a lot from Alabama, a lot from California, a lot from Florida, from all over, where I think they have a shelter that they support in Alabama that has a 90% euthanasia rate. Wow, and, wow. Yeah, and the, the dogs get shipped up there, and people are lined up outside that shelter to adopt. It's a fantastic shelter. It's immaculate. They have amazing community support, and they are providing a service for the rest of the country that is desperately needed. And Louie came from California. He was a chihuahua in a shelter in California, which is not a rare thing. Um, no, no. Um, chihuahuas in California are like, you know, they're right around in purses. They're purse my ride dogs. There seems to be a chihuahua everywhere. So I don't know what it is about, especially in Rodale Drive, you'll see them everywhere. But you're right. There's an abundance of chihuahuas, which sounds great, but it isn't really for dogs like Louie. No, it's not. It's a very misunderstood breed. And so aside, you know, aside from people thinking they are going to sit in your purse and be an accessory, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, anyone who has had a chihuahua knows they are, you know, big dog and small dog body. They're loaded with personality. They want to be a dog. They don't want to be an accessory. Right. And being an owner-surrendered chihuahua mix in a California shelter is a very bad thing. And Louie was extremely fortunate to be rescued by a group called Project Flying Chihuahuas that coordinates the transfer of little small breed dogs to the Northeast Animal Shelter in Salem, Massachusetts, which is how I came to adopt Louie. And how old is Louie and what's his personality like? I mean, gosh, he's a star of his own book, for gosh sakes. Yeah, I mean, Louie is just, he's just amazing. He, you know, it's funny, he's your typical, the other, this is the other problem with... (laughs) 
that we're having with dogs now is these designer breeds that are, you know, right. really sort of born out of a, a commerce, you know, keeping them in, a, in sort of a commodity-based sale, you know, the teacups and the, the Morkies and the Chewinis, you know, all of those new names that are part of this designer breed culture. It's very dangerous. It's just, it's definitely contributing to the pet overpopulation problem that we're having. And Louie is actually a designer dog. He is half Italian Greyhound and half Chihuahua. So he, and, you know, Italian Greyhounds have that blue color that's, I think they call right. it seal in the Chihuahua, in the uh, Italian Greyhound world. So he is, you know, a blue dog and <laughs> absolutely adorable and very, very shy and just a complete mama's boy. He's just, he instantly bonded to me within seconds in the shelter and I just couldn't, I couldn't believe, I just couldn't believe it. I just fell in love with him so instantaneously. He's, he's just a delight. You were so delighted by him that you wrote a book, and the book is called The Little Blue Dog, folks, and it actually has won many awards, including the Indie Excellence Book Award, and this is just the first book in a series, and tell us a little bit about this book, and you wrote it as a children's book, is that correct? Sure, yeah. Like I said, you know, I was in kind of a dark place when I adopted Louie, and he took all of the focus off of me, and I learned his backstory and learned what he had been through, and I thought, you know, this would make a really great children's book, and I had always wanted to write. I was an English major in college, and this was the inspiration that I needed, and the original goal of the book was to raise a little bit of money to give back to the Northeast Animal Shelter, and little did I know this would become my absolute calling in life. It's just my passion. It's the thing that I can't not do. Since I wrote The Little Blue Dog, there's also two more books in the series. The second one is The Little Blue Dog Has a Birthday Party. And the third one is The Little Blue Dog Goes to School. And those three are part of a seven other books total that I have published with three more coming out um, very soon. Has his ego been uh, boosted or is he still a cute little shy Louie? <laughs> He's a typical, uh, I would say he's a little bit of a diva in that he really doesn't <laughs> like to have his picture taken. As soon oh. as I get the camera out or start staging a photograph, you know, where I'm setting up the books and getting things out, he runs and hides under the bed. Really? So, he's not a camera hound then, huh? Not at all. Not at all. He's really quite camera shy. So, But he's just so adorable. When I can get him in the pictures, he just always looks so fantastic. So let's do the lineup. We did Louie. So I remember speaking with you earlier. There's six more. So let's do the rundown on the other canines and the one cool cat who is master of all. Yes, absolutely. So Louie's best friend is Ainsley. She is a half Chihuahua, half Rat Terrier. And then there's Roxy. She's a purebred Chihuahua. She's the smallest of the bunch and a certified canine good citizen. Um, she's actually visiting a classroom with me tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. Then there is Tucker, who is a purebred rat terrier. And Mackie is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. And Jackson is also a purebred Chihuahua. Nice, nice. No. And then my kitty is yes. Mia. And yeah. she is a 15-year-old, very lazy golden girl that <laughs> is sort of, you know, living out the remainder of her years as the, the queen of the castle. And in your home in Palm Beach County, how do you house all of these guys? Are they got run of the place? I just pay the mortgage. The house is for the animals. <laughs> it's, um, it is indeed for the animals. When I was looking for a new home, if I pulled up in the driveway of a house that was not going to be suitable for the dogs, I just looked at the realtor and said, forget it. Let's go move on to the next one. Nice. Um, I'm lucky enough to have um, an acre of 
fenced land for them, a screened-in pool area for them to lounge by, and there's dog beds in pretty much every area of the house. And, um, <laughs> and, and they, they have a wonderful life here, as I think all pets deserve. You know, my goal is to make life perfect for my animals, and it just brings me joy and pleasure to do so. I think they all deserve it. Well, all y'all of us listeners right now, what are you guys thinking? Um, yeah, I want to come back as a dog and live with Karen Roberts. This would rock. I could even be a cat. What the heck? I'd have my own place. Hey, folks, we're going to find out more what Karen is up to and some of the things she's doing for the new generation children right after we take this quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friend. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi, it's Victoria Sewell from Animal Planet's It's Me or the Dog. You're listening to Overhate with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Overhate. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Opie Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I am becoming a fan of Karen Roberts and probably Tucker in the background, right? Yes. That- <laughs> Tucker! Tucker's in the house! Way to go, babe. She has written a number of children's books with pet themes. She sponsors a lot of events that give money back to pet nonprofits, and she also is becoming quite the pet humane educator. So tell us about what you've got planned later this spring, I guess, with the Grassy Waters Elementary kids. Yeah, sure. I recently met uh, one of the teachers there, Cassie from Grassy Waters Elementary. They are a Title I school here in Palm Beach County, which means that the majority of the kids there are on a subsidized lunch program. And we have organized a field trip with a select group of fourth graders. There's going to be about 24 fourth graders from that elementary school that will take a field trip to Peggy Adams Animal Rescue League, which is a fantastic rescue organization that we have. We're lucky enough to have right here in Palm Beach. And they'll get a tour of the shelter, and they will also participate in a little poetry program that day that Cassie and I are managing. And the kids will all get assigned either a dog or a cat that's in the shelter, and they will write a poem about that dog or cat. They can write about anything about that they want about the dog. We're hoping that they'll talk about why that pet needs to be adopted or why they deserve a loving home, and then the poems will be placed on the kennels of the animals for potential adopters to see and read. So have you gotten any poems written for Little Tucker? I'm trying to think of Roses Are Red, Tucker is Blue. 
He really loves you. So take him home too. God, I'm terrible. Okay. That, that was pretty good, Arden. I like that. <laughs> Maybe you'd like to join, let's say. Yeah, you have I, I do act like a fourth grader in, uh, most of my time. So what the heck, you know. But I think this is kind of a fun way of doing it because they get to rhyme and have some fun, but, you know, working their little neurons in their brains. But this is kind yeah, of a well, neat project. It is, and one of the things we're really, really excited about is we have the support of the Office Depot Foundation, which is the philanthropic arm of Office Depot. We are very fortunate enough to have the Office Depot headquarters here in Palm Beach County, and the woman who runs the foundation is an animal lover, and so they are helping... Yeah, they're helping to sponsor the event along with the Little Blue Dog, and they're providing backpacks filled with school supplies for the children, and I'll be donating books into the backpacks as well. So the children will learn all about animal shelters, why pets end up there, the importance of adopting, and we're also going to have a couple of therapy dogs and cats in attendance during the poetry part so the children can interact with some therapy animals as well. That sounds great. Now, I'm thinking she does a lot of things for pets everywhere, but you have a one-acre home in Wellington. How are you paying your bills? <laughs> Did you win uh, the do, lotto and not tell I, us? Oh, I wish I won the lotto. No, I, I actually um, have been in um, healthcare information technology for over 15 years, and I, I do have a full-time job, and you know that's the way to pay the bills and the way to have this wonderful life that I have. But really, the, the animals and the books and the humane education is my true passion. So my weekends and evenings and all of my free time is devoted to this mission. My mission really, truly is to inspire leadership and advocacy in the younger generations. Think about it. I mean, it is Valentine's Day for you. You're working, but it's a passion. And is there any advice you could give to maybe some of the kids listening and also for folks that are retiring or kind of considering a new career? How important is it to follow your passion, especially in the world of pets? Well, having finally found my passion, and I think it's never too late. I think Julia Child didn't start cooking until she was 40, so okay. I mean, it's, it's really never too late, and if there is something out there that you feel so strongly about that you, like I said, you can't not do it, we have this one life to do what we can with, and, and I believe that there's something everybody can do to give back. You know, there's, everybody has a passion that's going to have some type of positive ripple effect out into the world, and there is just no greater reward back. You know, when you visit, a, for me personally, when I visit a classroom and you see the kids light up and they meet Roxy and they enjoy learning about animals and respecting nature and the environment, that to me is, is just, I don't need a paycheck for that. It's golden. And you have Valentine's Day every day at your house. Is there something special you're going to do for the Magnificent Seven on that day, that Hallmark sanctioned day, declared day? But as I said earlier, it sounds like it's always Valentine's Day. I mean, every day is really so special for my pets. I, you know, I don't know what else I could do to make it more special. They'll maybe get more hugs and kisses and extra toys. I don't know. They're all so spoiled. I mean, they have just such a wonderful life here. So on Valentine's Day, I can't think of anything better than being around my animals. All right. Now, we talked about the little blue dog, and you do have a number of books with them. But uh, Tucker, the barker in the background, has been telling us, he's been, wait, hey, hey, don't forget about my book. (laughs) So on behalf of Tucker and all other, quote, shy dogs everywhere, tell us about what, what Tucker's up to. Well, Tucker is a, he's a rat terrier. He was uh, rescued from Broward Animal Control. He was there for 45 days, and I had the absolute honor of giving him his freedom ride out of the kill shelter just one day before his scheduled put-to-sleep date. 
Wow. And I was just absolutely inspired by this little dog who came so close to losing his life. He is well-mannered, well-trained. He's adorable. He is great with dogs, great with cats, great with kids, wonderful in the car, trained on the leash. He behaves well in the house. I have nothing bad to say about him. He's just an absolute delight. And I wrote a book called A Terrier's Tale, which was inspired by him and loosely based on his life. (laughs) (laughs) And it's probably a good target age group for the book is probably third grade. Depending on the child, I would say, you know, younger or older is also fine too, but it's probably perfect for third grade. And I teamed up with a fantastic illustrator named Lilith Jones. She worked on my book called The Gentle Beagle as well. She's since become a good friend of mine and her illustrations are just amazing. And what is a terrier's tale? What's the uh, storyline? Well, it's about a little terrier who wants to be adopted from a shelter, and he, because he's a rat terrier, he has a hard time focusing on humans when he finally gets out of the cage and out into the yard. So he has trouble connecting because he's really busy sniffing and lifting his leg on trees and chasing <laughs> geckos and enjoying the outside, and he forgets to connect with a human. And so it's about his challenge to become adopted and then what happens to him after he gets to be part of a family, which is really what all dogs want. They want to be part of a family. No, that sounds that sounds great. I give you a big pause up for what you're doing. Folks, we're talking to Karen Roberts. She is an author. She's a pet humane educator. She's a cool person. She's the kind of gal you want to hang out with. And it doesn't matter if you have two, three, or four legs. She makes you feel good. She brings out the best in you. And I want you, after the show, to dash over to thelittlebluedog.com And if you're looking for a good Valentine's Day gift, I think her books are up there or any other holiday. So check out her books. She donates a lot of what she does to really well-deserved nonprofit pet organizations. And she's living proof that you can live with seven pets and be okay. I mean, hey, we have that in common now, Karen. I merged, I have a furry Brady Bunch family. I have merged Chipper Cleo Murphy and KC, my two dogs and two cats, into my sister's home with, pray for me folks, three terrier mixes, Jeannie, Maddie, and Gracie. And you know what? They can be hush puppies when you need them to be. Right now, I'm taping the show from my home, and unlike the Tucker, we haven't heard anything, have you? Now, should I take the tape off their mouth now, or what? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we have not heard a peep. <laughs> not a peep, not a meow, not a meow, or a hiss or a bark. They're really, you know what? They do make me feel good. I know what you're saying. It's that power of pets. There's some energy there. They just give it to us every single day. And that's why you are my Cupid for Valentine's Day. I wanted the folks to know a little bit about you, Karen. Well, thank you very, very much, Arden. I really do appreciate it. And it's wonderful to be part of your amazing show and to just spread the word about animal love to everyone and anyone who wants to listen. All right, so we give a big pause up to Karen Roberts, dash over to the littlebluedog.com and get some of those books and t-shirts and other things she's doing. And I also want to give a salute to Mark Winter. He is our producer of Pet Life Radio. Hey folks, we have 60 shows strong. Check us out. We roar, purr, meow, chirp. I don't know what other things we do, but there's a show there for everyone. So I want you to check it out. And until next time, oh, excuse me, my producer is telling us there is more then 60, closer to 65 shows. Don't ask me to name them all. I can't. But go to PetLifeRadio.com and you will discover an amazing, amazing site where you can tune in anytime because it's a podcast. It's the best. 
So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.